Huzzah! I'm Spider, and welcome to the Jacks Rangers, a New England Free Jacks podcast. And here is your host, Phil Harris. Yeah! Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. I am broadcasting from beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire, here at the Granite Outpost. The offseason rages on. Our golden boy, Dougie Fife, is headed down to the gold in a trade with the Free Jacks. Rangers everywhere scratching their heads and welling up with tears. But fear not, Rangers. Trust the process. TK is going to get some excellent players in here. We just recently heard of the signing of Jason Potras from New Zealand down there in the NPC playing for Taranaki. He will be the replacement 10 for the departing Bodine Waka. We also have a huge... (laughs) <laughs> a huge trade coming in. Cole Keith from the Toronto Arrows has been with the Toronto Arrows since the very beginning of the Toronto Arrows. A Canadian capped prop is coming to New England and I'm laughing because that was a conspiracy fill theory that I had about a month and a half ago based on some online detective work. I knew that he was going to be a free jack. Apparently the deal was done with sources close to the club last week and he was just announced last night to the absolute joy of myself. I felt like I had won the lottery. I felt like a million bucks with getting that prediction correct last night. So a lot to be happy with with the Free Jacks. Oh, and by the way, I know that everybody's missing rugby out there. The fall season for club rugby is raging on right now. I did want to encourage everybody listening to go check out your local club. And if you're in the Boston area, check out Mystic River, who is the theme of this episode, episode 54. We're calling this one Mystic River. Mystic has a very unique relationship with the Free Jacks as being a development slash feeder club for them. They're all about development there at Mystic. Multinational champions in the past at the highest level of club rugby. And they participate in something called the American Rugby Premiership, which I want to encourage everybody to check out and look into because a lot of the development players for MLR teams play in these American Rugby Premiership teams in the offseason. For instance, our buddy Kyle the Eagle Sequera, a fan favorite of the Free Jacks, plays for Mystic. Holden Younger, the backup scrum half, the vampire himself, plays for Mystic. JJ, Justin Johnson, one of our favorites that comes on the show, a Free Jack, number one overall draft pick ever for the Free Jacks in their first draft, is a Mystic player. And you can come see them in Malden at the Pine Banks Park pitch that they have there, a dedicated pitch for Mystic rugby club there in Malden. Highly recommend it. I went to their first home game, the home opener, and it was a, a blast. By the way, some Free Jacks were there, including our new draft picks, Tomas and Ivan, had flew in and were checking out the club rugby. So highly recommend it. This episode includes the president of Mystic, Mr. Mystic River, as far as I'm concerned. Big fan of the show, Buzz Rudzinski and his son, Mikey, who Mikey and I both played for Carolina rugby at different times. Go Gamecocks for sure. Spurs effing up. Really enjoyed talking to both of them. And we also had in the same interview, the head coach of Mystic, been in the country for about 12 years, a New Zealander by the name of Kane Bubbs, aka Bubba. Fantastic coach. He also helps out coaching for the Free Jacks during the MLR season. So really enjoyed talking to those guys. It's the longest interview I think we've ever done, but it's one of my favorites for sure because they're just awesome. 
awesome guys and, and I really enjoy talking to them and I hope you enjoyed the episode here. Did want to quickly go over our friends at Storm Along American Hard Cider. Respect the apple is their motto and their ciders are always made with 100% high quality, fresh pressed, locally sourced apples from orchards across New England. Find Storm Along Hard Cider in stores, bars, and restaurants across New England. Check out the locator on their website, stormalong.com to find locations near you. Use promo code TJRS for 10% off of your first online order at their website, stormalong.com. Get their cider delivered right to your door or check out their locator to find locations where you can find Stormalong near you. Okay, guys, let's get right into the episode here. Let's kick that MFN mule, baby. Woo! Huzzah! Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. Today we've got, it's all mystic all the time in this episode here. Episode 54, this is a storm-along, unfiltered interview with some of the movers and shakers of Mystic Rugby Club. We have the president, Buzzy. We've got head coach, Bubba, and youth director, Mikey, all of these guys, they sound like they could be uh, in a Led Zeppelin tribute band with these names. Boys, how the hell are you? Very great, mate. Yourself? Not too yeah. bad, man. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, this is the first time I think we've ever had three guests at one time. But, uh, it, you know, for Mystic, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll roll out the red carpet here. Let's talk about um, where y'all are from. Yeah, well, why don't I jump in because my story is probably the shortest, obviously. You can tell by the accent. I was born here in Boston. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, originally a Kiwi, uh, you know, sort of, you know, been up here now probably, you know, 12 years full time. Um, so, you know, and that whole time sort of been closely uh, uh, joined at the hip with Mystic and old Buzzy in the group there. So that, that's the origination. Awesome. Yeah, I was... Uh... Born and raised in uh, Boston, Mass. So that's, you know, where I have lived pretty much my whole life, other than the, you know, four, four-ish four years, we'll call it, uh, down mm-hmm. in South Carolina. Go Gamecock. Yeah. Um, right. But, you know, and, and yeah, I've been back here uh, ever since USC. Buzz. I uh, grew up in Belmont, you know, right near Cambridge, Boston. Definitely a Boston kid. You can definitely hear it from the accent, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, yep. Three Jacks. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, Mikey had no choice where he grew up. He grew up where I was. <laughs> That's right, yep. Uh, so a father and son combination here, if you guys did not know. Um, Bubba, it's interesting. You've been here for 12 years. I've been here also for 12 years. Uh, well, it, you know, specifically in the New England area for 12 years. After graduation from Carolina, Mikey and I share that uh, that brotherhood, if you will, of, of being Carolina rugby players down there at the University of South Carolina. Go Gamecocks for sure. Um, let's talk about y'all's origin story with rugby. Uh, Bubba, I'll let you take this one first because I, I think it's probably from birth, right? Yeah, basically, you know, we, we're basically given a ball uh, as soon as you come out of the womb there, you know, it's placing your hands and away you go. Nah, so, yeah, so, you know, as any young Kiwi, you know, you start playing relatively young, you know, four or five running around in the old cheap cow paddocks and uh, barefoot on a frosty morning. And then um, 
Yeah, I did end up um, at a boarding school at Nelson College, um, which I know is actually a little bit of a topic up here right now because they're offering these rugby grants scholarships down there, which I know um, Dr. Lyle McKayley and the Harvard Rugby Club have got a thing on October 6th. Uh, they're talking about it, and that sort of comes through my old uh, coach and origin of uh, high school rugby there, which um, you know has produced a number of great players like James Lowe, uh, Ireland, um, White Crockett, uh, prop there and um, David Harvey and, and the list goes on so a bit of a pedigree from there so went through there and then um, you know ended up sort of playing in Auckland a little bit counties Auckland North Harbour before I sort of came over here full time um, you know back in uh, about 2010 yeah very good Mikey yeah I mean similar to where I grew up I didn't have a choice uh, in my introduction <laughs> to rugby. Uh, every Saturday was rugby day for me growing up. Um, it also meant, you know, daddy didn't have to work. So uh, I knew that there were two positives going into every weekend. You know, it was uh, I got sure. to spend time with my old man and spend it at the rugby pitch. Um, so, yeah, I was a sideline, you know, a, a in-touch rugby kid. And that was kind of my, my introduction, you know. Uh, wanted to play so badly uh you know we'll get into that a little bit soon but mm -hmm. um you know it was even touch judging i think seven years old i'd say and <laughs> you know would, would try to do anything to be involved you know run the waters out run the tea out uh pick up rocks off the field before the games um you know things like that and uh so yeah mystic's been part of who i am my whole life and uh yeah you know then we started the youth program again we'll get into that but uh Mm -hmm. I haven't looked back since until just recently. So, yeah, but that was my whole origin. Buzzy. Yeah, a little different. I had no one telling me anything about rugby. Uh, you know, kid growing up in Belmont, Mass, knew a lot about, mm -hmm. you know, baseball, hockey, football, basketball, local sports, that kind of stuff. I uh, got to college, University of Rhode Island, freshman year. Mm -hmm. And um, that was sort of uh, – interesting story but i was playing in the dorms flag football team like intramural flag football and i'm getting into freshman year of school pretty excited to be away from home for the first time out from under the parents there was an article in the school paper or an ad that said free beer sign up behind the gym bring your sneakers i went down there there was no beer there was training and uh, they had me hooked day one. I was like, holy crap, this sport is unreal. This is rugby. Yeah. And then, you know, I was small. They said, you're a nine. That was even better. I got to be involved, touching the ball all the time. I didn't know anything about it, but it was immediately into games and, you know, I've been involved with it ever since, which is now 40-something years. A uh, long time. Yeah, wow. So very diverse uh, origin stories with uh, your introduction to rugby for all these guys. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Buzz, we're going to stick with you for a moment here. You've been involved in rugby, as you were saying, for 40 plus years at this point. So how did Mystic River become a club? I know you weren't there for the founding, a little bit uh, you know, younger than that. But please tell us about the founding <laughs> stories of Mystic Youth Rugby uh, and also Myro as well. Sure, sure. Um, well, for you know, for me, I got to the club while I was still at you. So I went to the University of Rhode Island. It was mm -hmm. D1 club, uh, college club rugby back then. We were playing top teams in New England and uh, whether it was the Ivies or the other state schools. And, um, you know, I couldn't get enough. And I got home for a break. And there was actually I had heard from a friend about Mystic River, a guy I had worked with in the summer. And then there was a, a rugby supply store in my hometown. 
called East what? Coast Rugby and Soccer Supply in Belmont. It's now Wheelworks, Belmont Wheelworks, which is oh. a famous bike shop that a lot of people know. Is this huge bike shop? There was a rugby shop in there back in the early '80s. A guy, Father Madden, Donnie Madden, was a mystic. Yeah. I went in get some gear for back at college. Next thing you know, I'm at Mystic training as a college kid in '83. Nice. But at that point, the club was already almost 10 years old. So the, mm -hmm. the club was founded in 74 by 30-plus um, guys who were members of Boston Rugby Club. Boston Rugby Club was the dominant rugby club in Boston for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it, at that time, these guys, you know, they were sort of a club within the club because there were multiple sides. You were playing for the Pilgrims or you were playing for this Boston side or you were playing for the Mystic. And so the Mystic guys said, oh, we should become our own club and get our own schedule and do all that. And, um, you know, they they quickly became a team and they had a reputation for, you know, hard, fast rugby, uh, aggressive style of play and, you know, really good off the field, too. So they were not only interested in winning the game, but they wanted to win the party at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, nice. a club that, that was a work hard, play hard uh, kind of group and that branching off from Boston gave this group a lot of independence. And so the club evolved through the seventies and there were, you know, their younger players were starting to, to become old boys as well. When I got out there, I was sort of that second generation of the club in the eighties, but there were, they had already toured. The club has toured, you know, has a, a long history of touring, but we don't do that as much anymore because of all the, playoffs and the change in the usa structure but back in the day in the 70s mystics had gone to wales they had gone to russia first you american team to play in russia in the in the late wow. 70s then uh early 80s went to france late 80s uh, we went to argentina and to australia and i was part of those tours i can remember going to spain and portugal in the 90s mm -hmm. so the club had done a lot of that kind of stuff but um you know in the 80s as a bunch of college kids coming in and graduating like me getting into the team in the 80s we had kind of a strong nucleus of guys everyone showed up all the time and that so you know we started to have an old boys team already which was really cool and uh you know the 90s was sort of where everything changed and so i was you know i was still a pretty young player and uh, we got coaches from overseas that changed everything and if you really want to know you know sort of uh that that dynamic that that changed the club it was a kiwi who came over before bubba so <laughs> we, we were lucky to have bubba and uh and several kiwis before but those first kiwis that came over to us they taught us things we had no idea about you know right. structures on the field forget it even how to train i mean mm. the way we trained and the fitness and the, i can remember the carries and the things we were doing crazy fitness stuff in the early days and like carrying the other players and doing these sprints like you can't imagine guys getting sick and us being like wow this is unbelievable we might not be the best rugby players but we're going to be the fittest out there and so we went with that you know we weren't we were a lot of americans that didn't have all the skill we were that blue collar kind of grind them yep. out team and that's sort of how we went but the 90s and that whole thing changed the club we had some players who were representative side players at this point you know we're starting to get guys making you know, sort of select sides and that kind of stuff. But then what ended up, you know, happening as we got into the, you know, as we got into the nine, well, that sort of late eighties, it was 89. We won the, the Northeast. And then from that, you know, from that point on, I want to say we won uh, New England like 
seven times in a row or something like that at that point. And the club's been up and down and in through a lot of different sort of eras in it. But, you know, at that point, uh, led to our first national championship in 92. So we won the Northeast. We still had to beat life and old blue, similar foes that we're facing today. Back then, mm-hmm. yep. we beat old blue first. And, you know, first we went, had to beat Boston and win New England. You know, we had to beat uh, old blue to win the Northeast. We had to beat life to beat, to win the East back then. And then you got to the, Final four, and we won our first game in the final four against uh, Dallas. We made it to the national championship game and lost, so we ended up number two. So our okay. first trip to the nationals back then in '92, um, you know that was that was quite a big that was quite a big step for us. Mm-hmm. But I think you know I looked at that as yeah, we kept going from there though, and you know we might have had some up and down years as players come and go. Um, you know, we had some guys that played for the Eagles back then and uh, Alec Montgomery and Richard mm-hmm. Tardis, first crossover athlete that you don't hear about today. Everyone talked a lot about Nate Ebner playing pro football and rugby. Right. Richard Tardis was an all SEC sack leader at Georgia. But Georgia, he yep. guy. So he went rugby, football, rugby. And when he came, you know, when he came back, his time in football after Georgia was the Patriots four yep. plus years with the Patriots, backup linebacker, backing up Andre Tippett, running That's down right. kickoffs, doing all this amazing stuff. Then he comes out to play his true love sport, rugby, with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to Nashville. He ended up at Life. He ended up with USA Eagles, 7s and 15s. I think he even tried out for the Olympics as a bobsled guy. He was one of the least <laughs> athletes, linebacker, just a huge dude. And yeah. then, you know, as the, at that point, though, the clubs, you know, we're winning locally. We're figuring out the national picture. We're doing all that stuff. And, again, it keeps kind of rolling. But then as we get into the um, 2000s, um, you know, after some some tough years, then I think it was around 2007, the club hadn't won, it, you know, the tops in a while. But then they came back, and then we just started qualifying for the Sweet 16 every year, things like that. Right. And then the big change from there for the club, you know, that was – as we got further and again, sevens and fifteens as we, and again, coaching is one of those things that always mm-hmm. so important to us. You know, maybe there were uh, a bunch of Kiwis early on. Then we had, you know, guys like Scott Durkin who were with us, but then, you know, as we've gone forward, uh, there were guys like Nick Murphy, Richie Sullivan, but then we get into Josh Smith, Kane Bub, you know, guys that we've had today helping us out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sullivan brothers, Morty, Richie, Kareem, all that, Tom Clark, TC. Coaching is one of the things that has really made a difference for us. But then it, it seemed like the, uh, you know, the next biggest change was we merged with Middlesex. That's where right. we we got reunited with Josh because Josh was a mystic before he was a Middlesex guy. Josh okay. UMass Lowell, but mystic along the way a little bit. And um yeah, we merged with uh, Middlesex. We started winning, you know, again. Next thing you know, we're in the Sweet 16 and national, you know, we made it to the Nationals in 2016 and 2018. You know, so that's really been it. It's been quite a ride for the club. Uh, the youth came along and, you know, this was, I mean, Mikey says we created it. He was a kid. He didn't create anything. He talked his dad so much that I had to do a rugby program so that he right. had to, to play. Don't forget who was doing your Excel spreadsheets at that age. Yeah, yeah. And he did do some work for me <laughs> along the way. And then it was, when can I play rugby? And that was a good question to ask. And he had been touch judging. How about the fact that he's 
a yard in the MLR for the free jacks and the kids started judging at age seven. Yeah. <laughs> How good is that? For them? It's great. And now he's getting to do that and, uh, and find his way back there. But I'll tell you what, the youth program was something that was a passion project for me. Might mm -hmm. be a couple other, you know, uh, Morty, Kevin Lyons, uh, House, a bunch of old mystics who had kids that wanted to play. So it starts with a handful of rugby right. kids and their dads putting it together. Now we have hundreds of kids whose parents have nothing to do with rugby, no idea what rugby even is, and they're yeah. loving it. And what started with, you know, maybe 22 kids ended up with 200 kids at some point. And we have, you know, kids from age four now somehow uh, up through through, you know, varsity high school programs. So it's really cool stuff. And Mikey can talk a lot more about youth because he's been yes. involved in it, playing it and getting there. But, uh, you know, if you look at at the growth and, and development of the club, that's a big, big step in the way as well. And the rugby world's changing around us, Phil, right? I mean, oh, yeah. we talked about it. Us. Yeah, yeah. So now, but, but we've tried to roll with it and be in the best you know, be in the best place we can be for all the guys locally who want to play rugby at the club. And we don't, I, we encourage anyone to come out. And even if you're in another club and you're visiting, come out to training. We'll always have you. You know, in the summer, we end up with guys who don't belong to us, but they come out because the club wasn't training or during COVID. Some, you know, we did some mask trainings and some different things. And all of a sudden, these guys from all over New England are showing up and we're like, yeah, come on out. We don't care. <laughs> right. You're coming to play rugby and you go back to your own club. We'll see you and we'll shake hands and have a beer after. Absolutely. That's the rugby way for sure. That's it's very much rugby. a part of the culture. Um, yeah. That is a lot there, Buzz, uh, yeah. that we've unpacked. But uh, I appreciate the the length of it because you go over everything, really. I mean, and, and yeah. the key is, uh, uh, you know, the consistency. Also, coaching was a huge turning point uh, for Mystic, it sounds like, because uh, let, let's be real here. You know, Mystic is not the oldest uh, club in New England by any means. You know, uh, I think uh, Charles River is it's much, much older. And, you know, as you were talking about, Boston used to be the, the big club. Uh, but uh, now Mystic, uh, the reason we have you guys on is not because I just, you know, I love you guys. I mean, I, I appreciate what Mystic does, specifically the, the relationship you guys have with the Free Jacks is the reason why I want to have you guys on here. And also, you guys are fans of the show. You're Free Jacks fans. I know Mikey. I know you. Uh, so I, that's why I wanted to have you guys on. But it's that unique relationship that you guys have built with the Free Jacks uh, that is the main reason I wanted to have you guys on here. But Mystic's story is, is really an incredible one. Uh, let's talk real briefly about Myro. I mean, obviously, you're talking about how uh, the Mystic Youth Rugby uh, got uh, launched. But you're also in the room uh, with the founding of Myro as well. Actually, one of my other kids, I think Max might have been at the first meeting as well. I was babysitting my other son, not Mikey, and he had to come to the North End for the first meeting ever. And a guy named Bill Good, Boston guy who's been phenomenal. And, you know, everyone in this area owes Bill for, for all his effort and charge behind that. He got Myro up and running. USA Rugby said, hey, we can't handle this growth in youth rugby um, through the union. So NERFU, which is our local union, couldn't handle the, I mean, they had their hands full with all the club rugby and now women's rugby and collegiate mm -hmm. rugby. So the youth rugby, they said, we want to go to SBOs or state-based organizations. So a state-based okay. organization for us was Miro. And uh, when Bill got us all together, we all said, yep, and this is going to be a governing body for not just, um, you know, youth flag and that stuff but also as we get into high school and tackle and bill has followed through so much with it that he got, massachusetts is one of the few states that has varsity 
right. you know, high school rugby. It's MIAA. It's so good. And, uh, you know, all of that helps where we're all going in the end is to make USA rugby better overall, to provide mm -hmm. rugby opportunities for people that want to play it, you know, introduce this great sport that we love to all these other people. And sure. uh, yeah, Myro, I will tell you, we owe, everyone knows Billy Good a, a lot on that one. He did a lot of the hard yards on that. And we just kept going with our programs. And again, it was pretty flexible back then, you know, and it was just about, the other thing I will tell you is the, the key to, I think, successful youth rugby is all about the meaning of rugby for all of us. Why do we play it? Because it's fun. Yes. So when I think of Mystic Youth Rugby, and Mikey had this drilled into his head as a kid, as they all did, it was teamwork, <laughs> sportsmanship, and having fun. Yes. And uh, that's what Mystic Youth Rugby was built on. And Bubba and I talk about it with the older guys now. I mean, listen, that's why you're out there. That's yeah. what me, you know, those are some yeah. of the things to think about. It's not about winning trophies and all that stuff. You know, we care a lot more about rugby development and player development and getting guys to where they want to be or developing right. kid players than I than I care about, you know, just going out and winning championships. Yeah, I mean, when you boil it all down, it's just a fun sport, right? I mean, that's a, that's the core of it uh, for sure. And then everything else is built up around that. But if you're not having fun, it's it's, you know, what are you doing exactly? So um, you're doing let's something jump. wrong if you're not having fun with it. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> let's talk to Mikey for a moment here. Uh, Mikey, you're definitely on brand with the Mystic Gear. They're looking good. Uh, what has it been, yeah? What has it been like growing up with Mister Mystic River as your dad? And also, was there pressure to be a rugby player? And then there's going to be a third mini question here. Uh, did you have any rebellious thought at any point of uh, maybe wearing green or maybe a different shade of blue at any point? All right. So I'll start with the last question because the answer is no. Uh, okay. I was mystic from from the birth. Came sure. up came up bleeding blue, uh, and you know you commented on the apparel. Well, I have a whole closet full of it, and I pretty much don't own much other clothing. My my wife is probably ready to do a an audit of my of my dressers in my my uh, closet. But yep, yep. you know, honestly, um, from from the very get go, I mean, I I wanted to play rugby. Um, you know, like like I was saying earlier at the beginning, um, I just wanted to be involved, and you know, whether that was standing on the sideline and throwing a ball around with guys who were going to go into the game or asking a million questions and bothering some of the guys that I don't know, might've been like my kind of personal favorites. Cause maybe they, uh, you know, gave me a hard time or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe played some jokes on me and I just thought they were the coolest guys in the world. Um, you know, and, and not to mention, I mean, I had a great group of kids actually that I grew up with on the sidelines. You know, my dad alluded to uh, a few, um, you know, one being like Barrett Lyons and, you know, his sisters and mm -hmm. um, Pat O'Connell and his daughters, uh, Casey and Kayla. And it was just, you know, Jack Waterhouse there with how, I mean, there was a, a lot of us kids on the sidelines. So, um, you know, we would pick up one of the flat deflated rugby balls that the team didn't need. And we'd be chucking that around on the sideline, um, awesome. you know, and of course, you know, building dirt castles and whatever the hell else us sure. you know, kids yeah. were doing on the sideline. Um, but no, from day one, I, I wanted to play rugby. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, I never felt pressure. You know, I never, I never really felt the pressure of it. Um, I grew up playing every sport under the sun, you know, thanks to, to my mom and dad for, you know, putting up with that and, you know, putting forth the money to, to, you know, always let me try out new sports, whether it was hockey, football, baseball, basketball, lacrosse, um, 
you know, all these different sports. And then, you know, when rugby was finally the sport that I was going to be able to play and pursue later on in life, because um, let's be real, I wasn't going to the NBA. I wasn't going to be playing football. Uh, you know, I definitely wasn't a hockey player. Came to realize that when I got to, to my high school, uh, that was just full of absolutely fantastic hockey players. Um, so I realized that my path was meant to be rugby. And, uh, you know, that was for the best. So, yeah, no, there was never any hesitation with me, you know, being a rugby player. Very good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm really glad that you went to Carolina. Probably, a, a, you know, one of the best decisions you could ever make, right, uh, with being a Gamecock, for sure. Um, let's talk to Bubba real quick. Bubba, appreciate you hanging in there, pal. Um, <laughs> how did you get involved with Mystic? You know, you're talking about 12 years ago, you made that jump from New Zealand to New England. Um, was there a recruitment for you specifically, or how did that come about? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny story, really. Um, so my actual first trip to Boston was actually back in 2006. Okay. Um, the company I was working with uh, came over during the summer. We're opening an office here, and they send a young fella up here to sort of go and, you know, a dangerous thing to do, you know, but, hey, they right. sent me. And, um, you know, before I left the country, I actually um, sent an email to actually both Boston Rugby, Wolfhounds, and Mystic. And, um, you know, with a, upon landing on the ground, the first guy that ever reached out to me, and, you know, this was you know, 2006, so technology has come a long way, but was a, our ex-club president, a guy, you know, most people in the local region will know was Brett Willis, actually called me and goes, hey, you're on the ground here? I said, yeah, got in yesterday. He goes, oh, I'm having a barbecue at my house for my birthday tomorrow, and I'll just turn up and turn up with a pack of beer and, you know, we'll go from there. <laughs> and, that, and that was really history, you know, um, you know, for me, it's been massive. Um, you know, Boston doesn't really exist for me without Mystic. Um, mm. You know, I would not be here today without the support of the club and what they've done for me and the opportunities they've provided. And so, you know, um, during COVID was a harsh, harsh time for a lot of the local rugby clubs. And, yeah. um, you know, some of, them are, some of them are still affected, which is really sad to see. And some of them are, are finally starting to come out the other side, which is it's really positive. But you know, during that time, obviously, you know, us, Buzzy, I, and, and the leadership of Mystic, you know, we really sat down. Um, we created a plan for Mystic. And, you know, this is this is the foundation of the club. And, you know, and what it, what it speaks to is, you know, we weren't just about winning. You know, we've obviously been a top-performing club in the last few years. Um, but it wasn't always that way. When I first came on, we were battling. You know, we were well behind those other clubs. And, you know, just through pers perseverance and always – progressing staying with the times and you know moving with it has definitely changed the landscape but during that time of covid we we sat down and you know we decided look you know you can be one thing you can just change chase championships now that that's very short term you, you see that in a season and you're overturned from that you know really sends you on a roller coaster ride and we said right what do we want to be we we really want not championship we want to be a championship club we want to be one of the top clubs in the u.s and we want to be able to move. Look, the landscape with MLRs changing, you know, even youth rugby, we want to be able to move. We want to be that all-thing rugby and create that true pathway and vision for guys to go through. And that's, that speaks loud and volumes to what the Mystic leadership is and where we've landed with it. And for me, you know, it's a real family culture. Now, the club doesn't fit for everyone. I get that. It, you know, we want to be. But, you know, there's times we get it wrong or whatever. But for me, it's just been a great fit. And just, you know, the old boys of the club like Franny, OC, um, you know, the list goes on. Uh, Bobby Torsha and all those guys are just the wonderful gentlemen and what they've built for us, for the next generation to build on. Um, it's, it's a great foundation, you know, and there's a lot of positives 
that I think that, you know, especially Buzzy and I and have the same terminology is one big thing we want to do is, you know, we want to leave the club in a better place than when we found it. And so that's what the whole foundation, we want to be a championship club and the current ownership and the leaders of the club all have the same mindset where we must leave this club in a better place we found it for the generation and years to come. And so, you know, for me, there's no better place to be. It's hard to disagree with that. I mean, I'm over here nodding my head as I'm uh, listening. Like, dang, I, maybe I need to play for Mystic at 38 years old. Like, somebody give me a ball and some boots. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's move over to Buzz once again. Uh, there are plenty of clubs in New England with a long history, as we talked about, and accomplishments. Um, so you think that basically, you know, coaching was the premier reason for uh, Mystic's, uh, you know, transition to become the premier side? Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, and I think, you know, again, numbers change season to season. Like Bubs talked about, when he came in, we were struggling a little bit, and we, we had to grind it out for a couple of years to get, you know, back to that uh, championship level. And that had been, like, we were peaking at seven straight New England championships and all that, and a Final mm -hmm. Four and all that. And you kind of go down a little bit, and there's some turnover, and and – that's natural for some clubs. And what Bubs was saying about now is we just want to be there and always have enough local players to keep everything going, to kind of provide um, that pathway so that new players are always coming in. And now with the youth program, you have kids that played flag for us that end up playing on our top side, that end up playing in the MLR. Right. I mean, it's that's pretty cool stuff. But even just, you know, college kids come through, they play in some of our – all-star events like we used to do a, a college trip up to Montreal every summer and we'd have college kids who played other high school club rugby and you know other places besides Mystic but they'd come with us even when we went on tour with the youth we took the youth on tour to Ireland a couple times they've been to Italy they've been to Argentina hmm. um, you know multiple Ireland trips as well we'd get kids who played for Boston or Wolfhounds or other clubs and we'd take them with us on these tours because it was a good opportunity for them to get some more rugby, learn from coaches over there, you know, get exposed to it. And afterwards, if they came back to us, they came back to us. If they didn't, hopefully they were better for their team where they went. Right. We don't, that's not what we're about. And, you know, I think, you know, that's one thing that I am incredibly passionate about now is being there for all levels of player. If you want to be a club guy and you got to go out and get a game, we want to get you a game. If you're a college kid and you want to learn or if you're someone that wants to get to an MLR, you know, training or get invited to an academy or do something like that, we want to help you. You know, if you're on a pathway to USA, we want to help you with that as well. If you're an old guy who wants to go out and bang around and have some beers, we, we got that. And if you're a four-year-old kid who wants to play flag rugby, we got that. Oh, and actually, I, I failed to mention one important thing is women's rugby is growing so much and mm -hmm. we have to give it you know, the credit, it's really putting rugby further on the map. And, for sure. and thanks to the women for doing that, we have a girls high school team. As of this summer, we feel that our first ever varsity awesome. girls high school team, you know, varsity boys and JV boys been around for 12 years now. And the youth program started in 05. So now we've been 17 years of youth rugby. Wow. Incredible. incredible. But yeah, honestly, it is. The, the whole change in New England for me is is look at this list of coaches we've had guys from new zealand like guy smith and battaglianini 
And Guy Smith was coaching me at Dartmouth, and somehow we got him to come down to Mystic and help us. <laughs> Dartmouth had a lot of money to pay for good coaches. We mm -hmm. didn't. You know, we could right. get him a, a barbecue in the backyard and uh, some right. beers like Bubba got when he came over. That, we were good at that, really yeah. good. But we pay these coaches. Yeah. And Brian Megson, Wayne Underhay, all, all Kiwis, Scott Durkin, an Aussie coach. Um, we had, you know, Mike Snotty was a Northern Irishman who coached us back in the day, but that Nick Murphy, Irish, you know, Irish guy, and they're sharing the knowledge they've all had their whole lives. But at the same time, we're building American coaches, Josh Smith and Kareem yeah. Afifi, both coach for the Free Jacks, mystic guys, you know, and Kareem, I, I grew up, Kareem and I played together at the same time when I was still actively playing. So you can tell him he's getting old too, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Clark, guys like that. You know, yeah. I do have to tell you, Phil, Bubba started his coaching with Mystic as the middle school tackle coach, U15 middle school tackle coach with Tom Clark. Now they're wow. coaches of our club. Yeah, it's unreal. The fact that we let him around kids was probably something we should have questioned, but we, so we let him we around the kids. Language, the whole thing. He'd be canceled today faster than you could say, huzzah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Let's yeah. continue on with the, the youth rugby discussion here. Um, it's awesome that you guys got the the the, the girls uh, thing up and running for the high school there. That's that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely a, a, a step in the right direction because obviously, you know, when you're talking about USA rugby right now, it's not the men, it's the women that are really elevated um, uh, just the the attention for rugby uh, right now at the moment. But let's uh, let's throw it over to Mikey right now. You're the youth rugby director for Mystic. Uh, tell us about how Mystic is introducing and fostering youth rugby in the Boston area. Yeah, so I uh, just got uh, just got um, voted in as the you know uh, youth rugby director. I'm excited for what's to come. Um, you know, we'll have our 18th season this coming summer. But before that, you know, we want to hold some um, you know some clinics and and really it's about making it accessible, right? You know, to kind of mm -hmm to go on to being championship club and continuing to grow the game at the grassroots level um we want to introduce rugby to as many people as possible you know we want to get rugby balls in kids hands so that they can throw them around in their backyard mm -hmm. you know instead of just throwing around a pigskin sure that stuff's fun but right. uh, i mean you don't need any other equipment you know that's the beauty of rugby is right i mean you, you can play with your sneakers i mean over in you know new zealand for example i'm sure bubba grew up playing barefoot you know back in the day um mm -hmm. and that's like how they start you know that you they don't need anything except for a rugby ball um sure maybe some shorter shorts than the typical length uh you know for some people not basketball mm -hmm. shorts but um yeah. but no in all seriousness you know what's to come is is exciting because uh we just want to continue to grow it obviously um i actually you know refereed the other day uh for for a game that that bill good was actually coaching so speaking of the you know the godfather of of myra rugby mm -hmm. uh you know and we just chatted it up for a while about you know what we can do to, to to continue growing growing the game in the area and uh you know how amazing it is and you know i just like you know buzzy said before i kept thanking him i uh, just kept thanking him and he's like you know you're the one that ref today i should be thanking you i said no <laughs> seriously what you did for uh for the game in the area is unbelievable so what we want to do here at mystic is continue to grow that so um, absolutely you know, we're going to continue to hopefully build out kind of like a youth rugby committee and um you know continue to to remain competitive in in the youth rugby world um and not again not by competitive i mean drawing big numbers right we want to mm -hmm. have those 200 kids running around on 
you know, Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Thursday nights. Um, you know, I mean, we have four nights a week that we have, you know, either youth flag, uh, some middle school tackle or high school ta uh, tackle as well, all at Pine Banks in, in Malden. So four nights a week during the summers, um, you know, we have our youth rugby program working, which just goes to, you know, say, I mean, all the work that the people are putting in off the work, uh, off the field as, you know, especially the volunteers, you know, we have a lot of yes. parents that step up, they put their hands up and they say, Hey, how can I help? And, uh, we've been very fortunate to have some amazing people come in and help us out. And, um, you know, also Craig Weeks did a fantastic job, especially in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, it's tough to do, uh, you know, especially for someone who may not be the most technologically uh, advanced. Um, but that being said, you know, I mean, he he did a fantastic job, still got the word out. You know, we still had uh, over 150 kids this past year. And uh, eight, eight teams playing every weekend. Dang. Eight That's seven awesome. teams playing from varsity boys, varsity girls, JV boys, middle school. There were two teams, so that's five. Then we had the fifth, sixth grade, third, fourth grade. Well, two, and there were multiples of those teams as well. And then the littles all the way up to first, second. And yep, Mikey, you know what you've inherited. You get them all. And you know, one part of the field has the littles and then they go to certain areas. They gather in the center of the field in the gull's nest. Mike oh, okay. them in the gull chair. We do our and gull that's chair. Awesome. And again, those three points that, you know, Buzzy mentioned before, teamwork, sportsmanship yeah. and having fun. Yeah. Those are reiterated today, you know, 18 years later. I mean, we're still Good. getting that point across. And so, you know, these kids know that those are the three main focuses of what we want them to get out of the experiences with Mystic River Youth Rugby. And, um, you know, just thinking back to the, the starting days, you know, we were we were just having practices and we would have one jamboree at the end of the year. As mm -hmm. Buzzy just mentioned, we had eight teams almost every single weekend at different jamborees, you know, spread across the entire area. So, I mean, the youth rugby programs that are in the, in the Boston area in the greater Boston area um, you know, they're really growing, even the ones, you know, in New Hampshire uh, as well. And I mean, that's, what's helping the the game, right. That's what's helping yeah. grow the game in, in our areas. And um, you know, when we go to a, you know, a elementary or middle school, for example, in Malden, you know, we go out and run some clinics, you know, Buzzy's been doing this the last couple of summers. I went last summer and um you know, went out and basically ran like a like a little gym class, essentially, uh, yeah. with these kids, taught them the basics of rugby, had a great time. Um, David Kimamea, Joseph's uh, cousin, the referee, in case you're, you're not familiar, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, his brother would come out as well and just help us immensely. So, I mean, it's things like that that are going to continue to grow the game. And um, that's what we want. We want parents and people to, you know, think of rugby and think that's a great sport. It's going to teach my kid a lot. And um, you know, they'll always have it there. Uh, I've referenced this many times on the podcast, so I apologize for everybody that listens frequently. But, uh, you know, the, the Rugby World Cup in the United States is just right around the corner. I mean, it, it's a ways away, but, it, you know, you snap your fingers and it's going to be there. But the main point that I took away from Gary Gold at that, um, you know, uh, State of the Union address or whatever you want to call it at the Free Jacks event there that we were at, uh, you know, he was saying that, you know, the kids that are like 15 years old right now are going to be the starters for USA rugby uh, at that world cup. And it just, it blew my hair back. You know, at the time I had the mullet, of course, that, that I'm tying that in because we, I grew that out right for uh, Myro for youth rugby. We raised like over $4,000. So 
you know, supporting uh, youth rugby is a huge part of what we want to do here at the, uh, the the Jacks Rangers show. Almost at the Free Jacks, you know. Uh, but um, it's a Freudian slip there. But um, let's move over <laughs> to um, to Bubba real quick here. Um, you know, obviously you are coaching Mystic right now. Uh, it's been a pretty strong start for Mystic in the American Rugby Premiership. We're getting to that at this point in the show here. Talk about the team's preparation each week and how nice is it to have a couple free jacks on the roster? That's got to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah, look, um, you know, the American Rugby uh, League there, the Premiership, the ARP, it's a league that, you know, this year you're really starting to see some strength come back in it, and it's a really competitive competition. You know, they split it this year where we've got a North and South League. Um, the North now involving uh, Nyack, Old Blue, White Plains and ourselves. And then in the South, you've got Life, uh, NOLA Academy, which is basically a lot of NOLA MLR guys, Atlanta um, 404, which is Derek uh, um, ATL's academy side, and Houston's academy side. So you're really seeing a big influx of those, you know, MLR quality, the pathway. There were some guys dropping back or sort of, you know, in their off-season staying around or guys who have even been drafted or trying to earn a contract playing in this league now. So the level of competition is really growing, which is massive. And I know before the season start, we were also talking to uh, Old Glory about also looking at an Old Glory team joining us here in the North, which is probably more likely next year, which is really exciting. Yeah, um, but, is. you know... Yeah, and it's an interesting time because this is one of the areas where, you know, MLR is changing the landscape for club rugby. And so, you know, this is for me and where we sit, where we are, this is one of the huge positives of it. You're seeing these professionals now and guys of all quality, you know, all sort of different levels of where they play, whatever. You've got guys who have played for Argentina, Super Rugby, you know, all over the spectrum now playing club rugby in the US. This is huge. This is what, like, this is what you want. This is how you build mm -hmm. the great. This is how you grow it. This is how you get your grassroots players better, playing the better yeah. competition, getting the better coaches. Man, this is this is real rugby. This is exciting stuff, and I, I just love it. And so, you know, we're luckily enough, you know, we, unfortunately we had a tough loss to Old Blue last week, and, you know, they obviously had a very tough start. They went 0-2 and, oh and at the start and came up and sort of got us on our home turf, um, you know, which shows you where the league is at. And so, mm -hmm. you know, for me, and what we've been able to do, when Mystic first and Freejax first came along, Mystic didn't get the partnership right with the Freejax. We actually didn't get it right. We, you know, we didn't really know the landscape. There was a lot of to and froing, and to be honest, it didn't really work. And you know, it, it took us a couple of years. And now we're actually, I think, we're on the precipice of actually building something great. And you know, the only thing we we've got to get some other local clubs up to that level and bring them up because, fortunately for us in the ARP. Being the only local side, on the, every second weekend, we're having to travel, you know, six-plus hours, which, mm -hmm. you know, is a huge commitment for our guys. But, you know, our guys are committed. They love it. The competition is unreal. The standard is great. And, you know, everything's filmed. The refs are great. You know, the support around this league is absolutely what you want for a premiership league of club rugby in the U.S. And having the ability to have some of those free jacks guys. Now, I want to make it really clear. We aren't paying we're actually going out and getting these free jacks guys. What it is is a true mm -hmm. partnership and them seeing club rugby at Mystic and they're going, we love the environment. We love the guys. We love what you're doing. And they got to play. They got, because some of these guys are still fighting to get contracts or even on the pathway. Right. You know, for instance, a great, a great example is um, Eagle, Kyle. 
last mm-hmm. year, and hopefully he doesn't mind me putting this out there, you know, we, the, the Free Jacks were on the fence if they were even going to re-sign him. He played a great ARP season for us last year to the point that the Free Jacks had nowhere to go and actually sign yeah. him. And then all of a sudden, look at him. Now he was the starting prop for the Free Jacks during the season. And this yeah. season, him being back at Mystic and being one of our captains, where he is now is leaps and bounds from where I had him last two months. And having that sort of guy, along with where Cam is, guys like Holden, all yeah. those guys, our young guys at training, mate, my job is like all I have to do, my coaching has actually become very sort of small and limited. The players are coaching themselves, the school set, the leadership. Mate, it's just a wonderful environment to have that sort of talent and that around your young guys pushing through. Like, you couldn't actually pay enough money. And we're also even lucky enough, and I, I shouldn't put it out there, you know, I know it's big news out there on the on the sort of Free Jacks channels today that Dougie Fife signed with Nola, and, he, you know, it's a shame because he is such a quality guy, and what he's done for the Free Jacks last couple of years has been unreal. He, he, you know, as you said, uh, Instagram posts for unknown reasons out there today, he's still in Boston, but he's still at every Mystic training, helping our young backs, you know, young backs out working there, mm-hmm. giving back to the local rugby community. Now, Josh Larson, when he's on the ground, he's prepping to go for Canada. He's going to be there. Help. He's helped us with the lineouts. He's there working. He's just getting some work. And having those guys come back and just help our young guys, like it's just you know that's what club rugby needs to be in the US, and we need to support and grow that. And you know, and and for us where we're going, like we've got another big game this week. I've literally just got off a film session leading into this. You know, we have forty plus guys on it. And that's actually our leaders and, and those Free Jacks guys that lead the film session review. You know, I just put the tools in place and they drive it. And for the other players to hear that, they know where they need to be. If they want to crack that next level, they know that's the standard that they have to. And, you know, that, that's creating a true pathway within the local environment. I, I love it, man. I, I'm so over here smiling uh, ear to ear because it's so important to have this league. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are sleeping on the American Rugby Premiership. But, you know, we want to promote it uh, with the Jacks Rangers show because we've got some free Jacks guys in the mix with Mystic and stuff like that. But, you know, I went, I went and saw the game, uh, the first home opener there against Nyack, and it was great, you know, uh, great rugby on the, on the pitch there. And uh, I just want to encourage anybody that's listening to this that's in the Boston area, make sure you come out to Pine Banks and see Mystic play because, again, you're, you're getting some Free Jacks guys that you recognize like Kyle and Holden out there, JJ as well. But there's also the future of, you know, just not just the Free Jacks, but MLR in general that you could be watching developing into an MLR player. And that's what it's all about. We have to have this level of competition um, in the fall where these guys that uh, I wouldn't say I don't want to say fringe, but let's say development guys can play rugby and not just sit on the couch and watch House of Th- Dragon. You know what I'm saying? They need to be playing rugby, right? And this competition allows that to happen at a high, high level. Not every single player is going to be able to go to the damn NPC uh, and play down there. So we got to have something here in the United States, in the Northeast. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me where these guys can play and uh, develop their tools to play rugby at this high level. So I love it. I think it's awesome. And I'll continue to promote Mystic and, and the American Rugby Premiership all I can because it's a it's a great competition. Now, there are some challenges. And, and Buzz, you and I have talked about this. And I'm going to let you take the floor here. What are some of the challenges that this club faces, though, uh, with this this situation and just in general? All right. Is it bad that I'm watching that Dragon show, though? Is it okay? <laughs> No, I'm on my TV right now. You're, I'm going to watch it after this is over. 
you you watch it all you want to, Buzz. You can do whatever you want, pal. I watched, you know, I watch five rugby games a day too, plus with the home and all that. But um for sure. Yeah, listen, the when you get 54 guys at training, people would think there's no challenges. How could that be a challenge? It's unreal. You get, you know, but there are some challenges we face, and club rugby has challenges that everyone shares. Money, big one. We don't have it. We're club rugby. You know, we we have generous alumni donors and we have some sponsors, good family and friends type stuff. But honestly, we don't have a lot. Getting to New York for those games is a problem. We take our own cars for something. We're trying to plan to do, you know, buses or vans maybe for something. And um, yeah, it's hard. But for me, the, the biggest challenge I think we have right now, and, you know, I think Bubba really got it right with like how we didn't really handle MLR and club rugby in the beginning well we didn't know we were scared everyone's like they took our coach our players are all going there they're going to leave our club in shambles and nothing's mm-hmm. coming back and guys were trying to figure that out and that's okay again i thought the challenge there was the biggest challenge was that the top level of american rugby now had a place to play that meant something even greater that's so good and this is exactly what we want but the challenge today is so you have national teams and MLR, and then you have club rugby, and there seemed to be a gap developing between them because the best players who are in the MLR, and if they're not allowed to play in the club rugby, then you're going to have you're going to eliminate that top level of club rugby, and that's not the goal by USA. I know that, and I know USA wants to get this right, but I think one of the biggest challenges is USA rugby working out how high performance rugby looks at the club level. Mm-hmm. Division two, three, four, they've got it sorted. You know, some of the other stuff, they've got it sorted. USA Rugby has to spend a lot of time and effort and money on national team programs because everyone in America knows the World Cup's coming. And our right. team just, uh, you know, we're not even sure we're going to the next World Cup. Uh, we ship yeah. the against, excuse the language, against Chile. And, yeah. you know, for USA Rugby to get where we need to get as a country, we have to continue to build this link between this growing youth rugby, growing all these levels of grassroots and community rugby and this high performance rugby. And if there's no links in between, well, there can be academies, there can be things like that. But club rugby has a role in that. And yes. so what we have to figure out is how do we bridge that gap? Because Bubba also got it right that most of those players, they're not they're not a Bodine Walker or a Dougie Fife that are just getting a contract and sign them up. They're guys who have to show that they deserve to have that contract. That's right. And so they got to get out in the fall and play some rugby. But yeah. now there's eligibility rules and things that are changing that where USA Rugby is trying to limit how many good players you can have on your team. And I think they're doing it because they're trying to protect clubs that don't have this capability or the clubs that haven't built relationships with MLR teams or don't have them in their areas. I understand they're not going to be at that level. Mm-hmm. But should USA Rugby jeopardize its potential by backing those clubs and saying to clubs like us, sorry, you can't have all those players. We, we don't want you in division one club rugby because you're too good. I mean, come on, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. None of us want it. Doesn't. Right? Yeah. So our situation, I'll give you the biggest challenge was last year and I see it happening more and more. USA rugby is our governing body. They do a lot of good for us, but we pay them to serve us. 
but I don't feel like we're getting service. I feel like we're getting put through the ringer. Every day we have to jump through hoops and do all kinds of administrative work to prove that the guys who are playing for us should be playing for us. And, you know, you mentioned guys like Cam and Eagle. You know the Cam story better than any. He's a farm yeah. boy behavioral, grew up local. He played college rugby local. He's been with Mystics since 2017. His brothers played for the club. His father was recently the supporter of the year for the club. And, you know, you've seen the fan bus down at, oh, at yeah. uh, in Quincy has yeah. the Mystic logo on it. USA Rugby denied our waiver that Cam should be considered a homegrown player. It's disgusting. Yeah. At the, someone's missing something on that. Eagle, he played a high school rugby game with us against a touring side, goes yeah. off the Bonnies, comes back, he's playing with us. The, you know, and I'm not saying that Eagle didn't work his ass off, but guys like Josh Smith, Kane Bubb, local coaches helped him so that when he went into that environment, he could do it and build yeah. and grow and make that. And Absolutely. so that's the challenge right now is getting other people to realize we're not doing this to buy some bogus USA rugby championship medal that doesn't even have all the best teams in it. We want right. the championship to be the best teams right now. The ARP championship with the North and the South might be one of the best championships outside of MLR. For that sure. Might be it. And for sure. Okay. But we, we really need to help USA rugby get through this. And, you know, again, I, I don't want to criticize volunteers on an organization like that, but I've put my hand up to be part of that board before and I didn't even get a phone call. I had come out of years of corporate America, working for multi-billion dollar corporations, being involved with boards and uh, lots of things. I sent in a, a resume, full rugby background, the whole thing. Didn't even get a phone call. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And that we got guys deciding on things that maybe have other interests, like their club that might not be up to the level, like we smashed mm -hmm. them. And then weeks later, they're going to the nationals, but we're not because our guys are not eligible. And in the end, they're hurting these kids who are putting in work to play rugby. Right. And, you know, Bubba, we have built this thing that they're coming to us. People are calling us up. Holden Young had showed up at our training. His wife <laughs> famously, yes. The school of work, yeah. Holden said, hey, I'll play club rugby. He's here. He's the guy. JJ's been with us since he came up. He loves club rugby. You know, yeah. he's got he has a position with our club on the executive board. That's you know, all that. It's like Connor Robinson. That's the other part of the story is in the fall during ARP, we do have a lot of contracted players that need to play to get to be match fit for the spring, to get their chance for the spring. But we also have guys that are just, you know, they're going to be with the club in the spring. They're not in MLR yet. But during the spring with Mystic, MLR goes calling and says, hey, wait a minute. We've run out of guys, attrition, injury, covid you know, right. Dallas had that freaky accident. Who knows what yep. happened, but they're looking for players. We had five guys in the spring who were not involved in any MLR rugby get called up into MLR playing with us in the spring, and we're trying to give them competitions to play in. USA doesn't really have a competitive spring, so we made something up with the guys in New York. The Big Apple Cup continued playing some of our ARP foes, trying to gear up for USA rugby uh, nationals. And yeah, I mean, we got lots of guys doing it, but the goal for, I think we should feel better about the fact that, you know, we're, we're helping these guys make it to where they want to go. Mm -hmm. And if USA rugby doesn't want us in their little party, then fine. I guess we're, I don't know what we're doing wrong, but we had the Cinderella story where 
you know, local kid, Boggs, St. John's yeah. Prep High School, Mystic High School youth, in toured with Mystic to Ireland, all that stuff. Goes to BC, plays just college rugby, good, good college kid. And then he comes back, does some summer stuff with us while he's in college. But then he graduates, Mystic full-time, same, gets into the academy, you know, gets called into Dallas. Boom. You know, Jack, Gash, they moved to the area. Oh, Gash was at Endicott. He played yeah. more, you know, a lot while he was at Endicott. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, something about those Montana boys, they heard from Jackson Thebus that rugby was good out in Boston. Yeah. They all on their horses and came out. For and sure. You know, Jack Gash, and remember how good Jackson was. I mean, that oh, guy yeah. incredible. Mm -hmm. And, Great. you know, so the frustration that I have now is just trying to get the rest of the world to, you know, to try to figure out what's best for the players in this and how can we develop the players so that they can be ready for a season or ready for a call-up. And, you know, what does that competition look like? How do we help support? Like, I look at it for our guys. If they make an academy team, that's higher honors. We want them to do that. You yeah. make, uh, you know, Nerfu selects or a Northeast selects or a USA rugby camp. How happy are we for that? We want that stuff. Yes. But in the meantime, we want our club rugby guys to be able to play with the best players they can get. Absolutely. You know, we hey, it's it's a win-win, Buzz. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's all about development. The key word here is development. And I think that's exactly what the premiership here in America should be about. And there shouldn't be these restrictions that USA Rugby has on this stuff. It, it just it needs to develop into um, a, a traditional like a triple-A uh, type of system, not necessarily, you know, paid that aspect of it, but uh, development where these guys can, you know, get the tools necessary to play at the highest level. And they need that competition, a high competition in the fall. And I think that's what this is. It's just a shame that, you know, USA's rugby is kind of like um, picking at it a little bit. Well, I want to be clear on one thing, too, because it's really yeah. important that everyone knows we're not paying anyone. This is club rugby. By the way, our coaches barely get paid. Actually, I've talked to other coaches, friends. I mean, other uh, rugby president of Chicago Lions, for instance, good friend of mine. And we're talking about how much we pay guys, other clubs trying to figure out. We give our coaches a little bit of a stipend to help cover expenses. Does not cover all the expenses and money and time that they put into it right. and the effort they put into it. But the other thing is we're not out recruiting players. We're not going like three kids from Argentina showed up. Guess what? Mommy and daddy wanted to send them to America to have a little rugby experience, grow up a little bit, play some tough physical American rugby and come back to their to their world because we have a relationship with this club from another guy who played here as and by the way guys turn up here they they're not the positions we need they're the positions of the guys that show we're right. not yeah. okay we do not have like we used to go out and try to find a couple of guys to come and join us that's not what we're doing people are coming here they want to get seen by the free jacks they want to be part of an academy system yep. hey and i i'm not going to say don't come play rugby here sorry you know, we want you. I mean, if guys show up, oh, come on and show up in the summer. Our sevens program looks like a completely different group because it's a lot of college kids. They can't be yeah. with us all year round because they're still in college, but they're dying to come out for the summer sevens program. It's yeah. an incredible testament to Mystic. And you told me this a while back and I was like, what? You guys don't have to recruit at all? I'm like, well, holy crap. But it makes a lot of sense because you guys, you know, you have that synergy with the Free Jacks where if kids want to play in MLR, they know that they need to come to this club, you know, or Nyack if you're in the New York area or Old Blue so you can be seen by the big club. So I think it's awesome. 
Um, let's switch gears here real quick and uh, get Mikey back involved here. Uh, I know that you've hung up the boots recently. Uh, you, you obviously playing for Team USA there at the Maccabea Games in Israel. Do you plan on playing for Mystic Old Boys? And if so, do they need a washed-up second rower as well? Well, uh, I'll, again, I'll start with the last question. We can always <laughs> use the numbers. Uh, I think they had they had a game this they had a game this weekend. Uh, I think it was a forty-one thirty-eight victory, which sounds like an arm burner to me. But uh, no. no, I was not playing. And uh, for the current and immediate future, um, you know, I really want to really focus on the refereeing and the youth rugby sure. aspects of things. So. Um, I'm also not eligible to play old boys, even though I may. Oh, that's right. Yes. On several occasions. I, yeah, I'm still pretty young, you know, I'm I'm turning 30 (laughs) in December, so I'm getting there, you know, I'm five and a half years away or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but you know, it's, it's funny. I I have played, um, you know, in some old boys games, you know, back when I was really young and stuff like that. And, um, (laughs) you know, one guy was retiring. I played, I played the game, you know, he kind of walked around for a little bit and was like, all right, I played, you know, walked off. So, um, you know, I'm not going to say there's no chance of playing Mystic Old Boys in the future because let's be real, I'll probably lace them up at some point. But um, sure. I really want to focus on the refing and the youth rugby aspects of things. So staying fit, um, you know, making sure I'm not injured and, you know, can't pick up the whistle on the weekends, get in between the lines. Um, you know, that's going to be kind of, you know, most important focus for me right now. That's awesome. You get the best seat in the house, as they always say with refereeing there. Um, let's talk to Bubba real quick. Um, I know that you have, you know, we, we've talked about how, you know, there's this synergy between the Free Jacks and Mystic that has developed a, and you help coach the Free Jacks. We see you there on the sidelines every game pretty much. Um, you know, how, what have you learned from Ryan Martin and now Scott Matthew, the head coach of the Free Jacks, that you have taken back to Mystic? Yeah, obviously, look, the, um, the opportunity that that provided me is uh, second to none, um, you know, and it's, re- you know, a big thanks to, you know, TK and Mags and, and that management team, to, you know, allowing it. And, you know, you know, if there's any other local coaches, you know, there's things you can do, look at online, you can do that. But getting hands on and just getting a bit of time with guys like that who have been around those, you know, even Mike Rogers is also another guy there, you know, some of his stuff he brought in. It, it, just learning that firsthand and being around them, it's just, you don't get that anywhere else. And you can't get it online and just the little details or little inaccuracies and accuracies and that you can get from that. It's just massive. And so it's had a huge influence in regards to what I do and how I prep them. And it's been great going from Ryan Martin and he was a real attack. He, he, he is, his attack style is something really out of left field. And I, you know, I still leverage it uh, very heavily. And, and when players come in, they actually struggle with it a little bit. But once they understand and look at the picture and see what they're playing, they're like, wow, this thing's really, this thing is a lot of fun to play. And I still talk to Ryan Martin. Um, you know, he was obviously at the Melbourne Rebels and now at um, Toyota in Japan, um, you know, recently. And he's, you know, he's loving it over there and just, they're just wrapping up preseason and getting ready for it. But, you know, even Scott, you know, Scott brings a completely different flavor to it. But there is something that most people wouldn't actually know between the two coaches, and it's a part of Mags and TK's recruitment style, is both of these coaches actually have a teaching background, which is something that the actual free jacks actually go after Mm -hmm. because that's how they actually, like, if you ask them and then their methodology and what they're trying to do, that's how you get the pathway and the growth in that. These guys can actually talk to people, grow the game, and actually get outreach to other people. 
and you look at their approach, how they deal with other players, how they deal with the other coach, you actually see that, that they are teachers and they're actually in their thing. So that's very much what the their baseline methodology and how they're trying to grow the game locally. So, you know, it, it is something massive. I think, you know, for me, it's been huge. Um, you know, for my coaches, I, I, I don't know it all. Um, I will never know it all. I will never be the perfect coach. And for me, I have to be progressive to continue to actually influence and grow the game. And being with guys like that really helps me and really changes the way I, way I think. And I think for other local coaches, reach out to TK. His phone yeah. is always on. Yep. That you really want to see and learn, getting around these guys for one, two, three sessions, they want that. And I could not suggest it enough to other guys to get out there and do it. For instance, there was one big thing I learned, and Ryan Martin, you know, told me, I was talking to him, he goes, what are you up to, Ryan? He goes, oh, I'm doing this for this uh, youth program back in Dunedin, New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Youth program, what are you doing? He said, at, at all times, I'm always coaching three different levels of rugby. I coach youth, I coach a club team, and then I've got my pro team. Wow. Why, Ryan? Goes, Why is that, mate? He goes, because at every different level, I'm getting a different perspective and different feedback right. and me grow as a coach i was like wow like who would you know that's a guy at his level now he you know his boss is now steve hansen you know mm -hmm. and, that, and he's still doing that like he's still giving like, me input at mystic openly and you know for me that's incredible and that and that's it kudos that the free jacks environment and what their method and where they're going with it and so you know like i said it, it's been huge um and even the players they have the same input same feedback and so just like i said that partnership now like i said at the start we didn't get it right we still don't have it perfect, but I tell you what, what we have today is something pathway, which I think is actually quite unique in the whole MLR club rugby scene. I think between us and Free Jacks and Mystic, what we've got right now, is probably one of the strongest ones without it actually being an academy side and being a true club side inside right. USA. I think this is this is how you do it. We're just going to get more people there. I agree a thousand percent. You know, the Free Jacks organization is top notch, and I think that they're getting so many things right. And I think that you can, you know, put this in there, uh, in 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 the column of everything that they're trying to do correctly. Let's not forget that the first professional game in New England was the Boston Mystics. So that that uh, that you know started from very very early on with you guys. Uh, I know that you guys were saying that you didn't get it quite right at the beginning, but I'm so glad that it has evolved to what it is now. Um, Buzz, real quick here. Um, if someone was watching this and is inspired to become a fan of Mystic, or you know, what can they do to support the club? And also, if somebody out there that thinks that they want to play with Mystic, how do they get involved? All right. Well, we would love to see you this Saturday. We've got a one o'clock ARP game at Pine Banks Park in Malden, Mass, and we've got two thirty Nerfu game uh, against maybe Newport this week. I think uh, so. There's that. There's we're online. You can find us on the socials. We have a young kid starting to do really good video stuff for us. Hopefully he'll be good as, by the way, the Free Jacks are so good at it with Brendan Buckley. Yes. He plays for Mystic, by the way. When yes, he's he not working for the Free Jacks, taking pictures on the sidelines, he's running yep. out with Mystic and training. And I would see him at a, at a Mystic game beating himself up. Actually, a couple times he played like the curtain raisers before the Free Jacks. He's beat up cold and he has to work and take pictures for the next three hours for the Free Jacks and do a phenomenal job. But really, we just want people come out, you know, give us give us a shout anyway. Uh, you're never too old to, to start new. 
whether it's True. old boys, young, you know, or come out and volunteer to help out. We, you know, we do it. The other thing is the club does a lot of community stuff as well. And, uh, you know, we've got, we host some local collegiate games and some tournament games. And at the same time, you know, people always say, oh, should we pay for this field or whatever? And we do this. We host it. We're not in it to make money. We're in it to provide a, a platform for rugby. So we do that. But at the same time this year, we're going to do that. Mikey, I think October 2nd, we're doing a park cleanup or something like that at the same time. So we have guys trying to do good things, raise money, do something, you know, help out. Be you know, One of the things I think, it doesn't some people think it gets overplayed but the the culture of rugby and what it does for youth sports or kids or what it can do for people and when i talk about that teamwork sportsmanship and having fun that's not just the culture but kids learn to have more confidence you might have kids that go out in american sports and they're not getting picked you know how many kids are the quarterback how many kids are the running back not a lot yeah. but in rugby everyone touches the ball everyone that's runs right. Ball. everyone plays offense everyone plays defense and we've had a lot of parents thank us for what it's done for their kids and confidence I can't, yeah. cannot say enough about you know what rugby can do for people and how it helps them even you know our guys connect people with careers and and we've got a pretty diverse group out there and it's it's pretty amazing to me so if people are moving to the area we tell them come on out and and honestly if you live on the other side of boston and you say there's no way i can come up there don't find your local club down there. Make exactly. that club yep. better. Yep. You know, we want we want that as well. You know, although we have guys that'll travel for it, they'll they'll travel because they want to be in that training. They want to be in that side mm -hmm. or be in that jersey, as Bubba put it. You know, our legacy here is to leave this, you know, this rugby community in a better place. And for me, it's about being good rugby people. And Bubba knows I'm really. I think the guys are a little sick of me. Like I'm a little bit like a parent in that way, where I talk about I don't want to hear any trash talking to the refs or any garbage right. like that. I don't want to hear any BS about who, you know who's winning what or whatever. We don't care. Go out there and play yep. your game. Let your game do the talking for you. You know. Take care of it on the field that way. None of that extra stuff means anything. And then afterwards, for sure, we're going to host these other teams. Well, we've oh, been, yeah. you know, the pandemic introduced us to back to like parking lot, you know, parties at, after the game and all that. And yep. listen, it's been great. As you, as you know, I had a veggie burger waiting for you there. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, I'm going to have to do that next time, though, Buzz. Uh, maybe this coming weekend, actually, if I can get out there. Um, I'd love to have a veggie burger with you. Will, will you eat one with me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, um, we got two final things. So what is your favorite moment as a mystic, whether it be player, coach, whatever, whatever role, favorite moment all time? We'll let Bubba start with this one. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, you know, I know most people would say, look, you know, the championships 2016, 2018, you know, are hard to pass, but there's, you know, for me personally, there was, a, there was something that happened last year that really, you know, really actually sort of knew that I was, we were doing something great here. You know, for me, you know, we had, you know, we had about 12 players and, you know, somewhat 12 to 14 inside the MLR. You know, and for those, you know, we had the normal contracted guys with JJ, Cam, and that was great. But the guys like Boggs, Connor Robinson, uh, Jack, you know, and Gash, those guys getting their opportunities, you know, they, they were with us training, then they got were in the Free Jacks Academy, and then they got signed to Dallas. For me, that that was something really special because it's something we're built on. You know, in partnership with the Free Jacks, 
worked on and, and we've seen it prevail. You know, for me, giving those guys off that opportunity was just a big reward. You know, for me, that's massive. Like, you know, that's what it's about. You know, it's not, you know, like I said, it's not all about the championships. We've got to be a championship club. But for me, giving those are the other big one for me was, um, and I'm going to touch on this because, you know, he's a special friend of mine, is Seth Awagasi. You know, here's a guy who was playing for us. He got trapped here for 12 months, basically. And, you know, his career was somewhat on the ropes. Um, and he got given, you know, he, he asked me if he, if, if he could play for us. You know, here's a guy who basically, you know, was actually capped for Australia and, you know, played play super rugby. And he was about to give it up. And him playing for Mystic reignited his career. And then, you know, he ended up back signing. He just signed a contract for two years with the, um, the Queensland Reds and was selected for some off. You know, for wow. me, those, those things there, for me, is what it's about. It's what we are doing. It's what the pathway is. It's about what gives back to the players. And for me, that's something really special. And that's something that Mystic can offer and we've been able to do. And so, you know, I, I just can't talk enough about it. Um, and it's just something that very personal to me that, I, you know, those opportunities have been able to give, been given to those players. Yeah, that's incredible right there. That story about Seth, you know, what a great guy he is too. I'm so glad that he's been able to continue his rugby career and Mystic playing a part in that is so cool. Uh, Mikey, what about you? Yeah, so I'm going to be a little bit more selfish uh, with my moment. Um, It is definitely, I mean, I'd say a close second is winning the, you know, national championships with the boys. Um, I was only on the 18 roster, but um, top of the list is, is playing with, with the legend himself, Buzzy, um, you know, we played on several, I mean, I don't know, honestly could have been close to a dozen games, maybe more. I don't even know. Um, and that's not including tens. Who am I kidding? You know, so definitely <laughs> probably 20 plus games that we played together in. And, uh, you know, whether it was 15s, tens, definitely not sevens. You're not fit, fit enough for that. Um, but you know, we had, we had a run, uh, with my brother as well. And that was a That's really awesome. cool one. Uh, you know, Buzzy was playing nine, I was playing 10 and my brother was playing 12. So it was a really cool experience. I mean, just like, you know, to literally pass the ball to each other, um, you know, kind of down the line, it, it was just a special moment and, uh, one I'll never forget, you know, um, definitely. Yeah. Hold a, hold a special place in my heart. I bet so, man. That is so cool that you were able to play with uh, both of your uh, relatives there. Uh, Buzz, what do you got? Right, I'll give you a top a top three. And uh, number one is um, another local New England legend. Uh, and again, you talk about wearing the other colors or whatever. I wore the green shirt in an old boys game. Old boys are old boys. We'll play with anyone, whatever. I played right. with the Wolfhounds. I played against them, whatever, the Greyhounds. But there was a guy there uh, who's, you know, who's meant a lot to me in rugby, Steve Durant. And what he said one day is every game is a gift. And I looked Mm. at him and I was like, oh, my God, I love this guy. And that is so true for me because, you know, when you start, when your body's breaking down and you, I was a hack player to begin with. But here I am still happy for 10 minutes in a game. It means so much. It gives you so much. For me, it provided so much. So I would say every game in that way, but really playing with Mike and Max, was pretty special. Nine, ten, twelve was cool, and you know, uh, again, it was. Um, but you know, and I had also played with Mikey when you were sixteen. I think the first game we played was like a Mystic second side game. I was probably forty six. Mikey was sixteen. Yeah, that was wow. a C, that was a seaside it, game. It was literally an ABC. <laughs> nine, ten, and yeah, I was ABC maybe then, and we played in the C game. But um, 
you know, and then I'd say um, the other one would probably be uh, the Argentina tour in 87 was just uh, something I'll never, I'll never forget how much fun I had on that, on that tour as a young kid going to Argentina and Brazil playing for Mystic and playing some top teams down there. It was really good. Uh, my cat Morty is a, definitely a fan of your memories here, uh, Buzz, because she is definitely being uh, quite vocal right now as you're talking. Uh, that's my cat Morty uh, <laughs> talking right now in the background. Morty uh, Sullivan, he was on the Argentina tour with me. <laughs> there Morty. you go. So Morty um, and I were the two youngins on that tour. <laughs> it, 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 it comes full circle here on the show. Um, let's yeah. finally get to. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two. This is the shortest um, one word association that we've ever done here. That is, of course, is being our storm along one word association. I'll have two words for you guys. I'm sure you guys know how to do this, but if not, I'm gonna say one word and your immediate response. One word. Spit it back at me. We'll go Bubba, Mikey, and then Buzz. Um, and preferably, let's have different words here, guys. Doesn't have to be, but preferably. Um, so the first one is free jacks. Oh, the horse. All right. What you got? Community. <laughs> Buzz. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> free jacks? Champs. They're yeah, there you go. Around, man. Good the team. last one here. Is mystic. Oh, family. Love it. Brotherhood. Hell yeah. Family. Buzz? Yeah, all right. Family. Can't, Love can't it. Use a different word for that. That is uh, family. <laughs> for sure. This has been, I think, the longest ever uh, episode that we've ever done live stream. But you know what? It's been a really, really good one. I've, I've really enjoyed this, guys. I appreciate y'all being on here. Thank you so much for uh, your generous uh, time that you provided here for the show. Um, any, well, actually, I don't want to say closing thoughts because we'll be here for another hour. Um, let's just go ahead and say one word to get out of here. I think you know what it is. Everybody say it with me in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. All right, Rangers. Tell us how we did. Send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Interact with us on social media. We constantly post graphics on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, that's actually it. Make sure that you're tuning in to our live streams that we're going to be having. We're ramping those up next week after the release of this podcast. Should have three or four free jacks coming on to the show. So make sure you check out our live streams when they occur. Make sure if you haven't done this, give us a five-star review on the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. And also make sure you're subscribed on YouTube because when we do those live streams, we do release the video version of that for people to view later on if they're not able to see it during the live stream. Really enjoyed the conversation with Buzzy, Mikey, and Bubba. Like I said, those guys, those names sound like they're in a Led Zeppelin tribute band, but uh, really solid dudes there at Mystic uh, River. Next episode, uh, we're expecting two in the month of October. So we appreciate all of you guys riding along with us, all the Rangers out there riding with us in the off season here at the Jack's Rangers show. Hang in there, Rangers. Woo! Huzzah! Let's ride. Go free, Jack. <laughs>